0: Hi everyone, my name is Vivian Geyerhan and I am a huge advocate for universal health care, especially for children and adolescents. So universal health care is defined as a healthcare care system that assures all residents of, of a particular country or region access to health care. In a 2009 study conducted by researchers at Harvard Medical School, they found that 45,000 Americans die every year as a direct result of not having healthcare coverage. Healthcare costs continue to spiral, to spiral upward and less people are able to afford it every year. In fact, according to Megan Leonhardt, a 2021 study shows that 66% of Americans fear they won't be able to afford healthcare this year. So whoever is listening to this podcast, about two-thirds of you. As a privileged American, my family grew up without having to worry about being denied access to health care. Many members of my family, however, have had illnesses and injuries that would have prevented them from being productive members of society if left untreated. America should have universal health care because it is necessary in order to be a productive member of society. It's necessary to have a job, to be a parent, and to be an engaged voting citizen. In this regard, I believe that access to health care is a human right. Before I go any further, I would like to point out that there is is a form of universal health care happening in the United States as we speak, and that's the covid vaccine. The government is subsidizing covid vaccines for everyone and somehow there's a national agreement that the government should be providing this for us. My question for all of you is why aren't other healthcare needs that prevent a person from being a productive member of society being covered? I'm going to talk about three different reasons why people may not agree that um, us Americans should have universal health care. And then I'm going to explain why these points aren't valid. The first popular point that many people like to make is that they don't want their taxes to go up. With universal health care, nobody will be paying deductibles or health care costs. This means that a smaller percentage of a family's income would go towards health-related financials with universal health care. So, yes, taxes may go up, but total costs for middle-to-low-income families would actually go down because of the reduction, or in many cases, the elimination of health care deductibles and other expenses. According to Matt Bruning from the New York Times, Americans will actually be spending less on health care costs with universal health care than they would without it. He states that lower-income workers, higher-income workers, single workers, and married workers with children all contribute around 40% of their pay toward taxes and health premiums. In countries with universal health care, residents are spending less of their income on health-related issues. Finland, for example has a system of universal health care and is known for its high taxes. A family in Finland that makes what is equivalent to $43,000 $43, American dollars per year pays about 23% of their compensation toward labor taxes, which includes taxes they pay to support universal health care. In France, it's 2%, and in the UK and Canada, it's less than 0% after government benefits. The bottom line is that with the universal healthcare system, healthcare costs and deductibles will be eliminated and compensate for any increase in taxes. So the next point that many people like to make is that wait times are longer in places with universal healthcare. This is actually false. According to Nisha Karani, Daniel McDermott, and Nicholas Shinovsky, of the Peter Kaiser Health System tracker, the average wait time for those in places with universal health care are no longer than the wait times in America. In some cases, wait times in America are actually longer due to the long process of insurance companies requiring referrals, even when the treatment is urgent. Countries with universal health care, such as Germany, France, UK, Australia and the Netherlands have, on average, shorter wait times than in America. According to Dr. Charlotte Markey and others of U.S. News, in short, there is not enough evidence to make the conclusion that residents of countries with universal health care wait longer for treatment. The final counterpoint to nationwide access to universal healthcare that I will be discussing is the argument that US healthcare is more superior than other countries with universal healthcare. According to Rusa Tikkanen and Melinda K. Abrams of Commonwealth Health Fund, all countries with universal healthcare have a higher life expectancy and a lower infant mortality rate than in America. And maternal mortality rate is about five times more likely in the US than compared to other countries. The Peter Kayser Health System Tracker, which I mentioned earlier, monitors the quality and cost of US healthcare. They have data that indicated that US has a higher mortality rate in nearly every category from childbirths to heart attacks. They also indicate that the U.S. has the highest number of preventable causes and avoidable deaths. So no, the U.S. healthcare system is nowhere near better than any country with universal healthcare. I believe that having awareness of these three points... And knowing that universal health care has no more cons than the current healthcare care system in the United States is very important. I believe that every person has a right to basic health care. But putting my opinion to the side, it appears that universal health care may actually benefit the United States in many other ways. So today, I'm going to be talking to one of my good friends, Alexis Todd. She is about to graduate from nursing school here at the University of South Carolina, and I'm very proud of her. But the reason I am talking to her today is because she has had face-to-face experience in the pediatrics department of, of a hospital, and she has seen families that have not been able to afford health care for their children in sometimes Life or death situations. Hi, Alexis, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. So, what made you want to become a nurse, specifically working with children?
1: Well, I wanted to become a nurse um, back when I first started college. Um, I actually didn't go into college wanting to become a nurse, I was pre-med. Um, and then I decided that I didn't want to do that anymore because I thought back to when I was a kid and, um, I was, you know, going to doctor's offices, you know, doctor's visits, and I spent most of my time with the nurse. So I really wanted to be the one that spent the most time with the patient so I could get to know them and their stories, um... What drew me to pediatrics was um, I have two cousins who <clears throat> we adopted when they were, um, one was two when we adopted her, and the other was um, an infant, um, and they had some some issues like with abuse and things, and I just remember how my aunt um, talked about how the pediatric nurses did so well with them, and I did my clinical rotations um, in the NICU, which is um, neonatal Intensive care unit, so that's specializing in preemies and babies. And then I did a rotation at the Children's Hospital here in Columbia, and I just knew that that's where I needed to be. Have you ever
0: witnessed a situation where a family isn't able to afford treatment for their children? And if you have, um, what happened?
1: Um, yeah, so uh, recently in my rotation at um, the hospital, uh, there was a baby who who had a lot of issues going on there was extensive um, extensive injuries and like just tons of stuff going on it was horrible um, <clears throat> He was admitted in January I believe and he ended up passing away in uh, March so um, this was really difficult because his injuries were so extensive, um, his parents were often worried about how they were going to pay for his surgeries, for his medical needs. And, you know, he ended up, they couldn't afford every treatment that he needed. So he did end up passing away.
0: So is this a common occurrence? Have you seen children often go without healthcare and parents unable to afford it and ultimately ending up in either death or serious damage that they have to live with for the rest of their life.
1: Yeah unfortunately this does happen a lot and you see it a lot um, in the pediatric population because they're not quite as in charge of their health care and health care needs um, and parents often worry about how they're going to pay for things and as nurses and I know the providers that I've worked with we suggest that they um, have a lot of follow-up care especially if they have something super, super complicated. Um, and they need that follow-up. And a lot of times we don't hear anything about that follow-up. We'll call and remind them or try to get in touch with them. And oftentimes we don't hear anything back. Um, so there's no telling like if those kids that leave our care, if they're getting what they needed. Um, but yeah, it just, it sucks. It sucks to know that, that we we're, we're trying, but you know, we don't know whether or not they're getting the care that they that we recommended yeah
0: that's so unfortunate Um, I just want to thank you for your time and thank you for explaining to me and whoever's listening the severity of these situations and the fact that many families don't have access to the treatments that they need for themselves and their children it's really unfortunate Um, but thank you so much for sharing your personal experience
1: Yeah, um, thank you for listening, and uh, I appreciate you listening to me. Um, Let me tell my story, and I appreciate um, anybody else who's out there who cares as much about this issue as I do, and I know the nurses do on uh, my unit. If you
0: want to help out um, families and children in need of services that they might not be able to afford, you can go to healthwellfoundation.org, and they put 100% of your donations to work which means that 100% of every dollar donated goes directly to patient grants and services. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your time and have a wonderful day.